All right, welcome in. This is Corbett's Corner. Something I'm going to do today, I'm going to work on getting some intros for all the podcasts. Uh, it's been on my list for a while, so it's not just a cold open. Uh, that's on the docket. Lots on the docket here for Corbett's Corner. Again, check out Corbett's. Our guest better is Sebastian Urban, and he's got an interesting play for tonight's Monday Night Football matchup. So Seabass is with us. Tyler Dawson is with us as well. Matthew Cruzen, uh, busy. He's, you know, a Congrats to him. Of course, we've been touching on how the fact that he's passed the bar. He's a lawyer now. So, again, you'll see that we're going to start having to record with him at night. Uh, you know, we're all balancing different schedules. And, again, we appreciate you taking time out of your day, everyone joining us here, and everyone listening as well. So let's get into some misery. Falcons lose. Vikings lay an egg, uh, lay an egg at home to uh, the Cowboys. I mean, Ty is so upset right now he's on mute. He doesn't even realize it. Um, and Seabass had the Eagles lose. And it's just – I mean, Wentz puts up decent numbers, but the interceptions are just crazy, and we'll dive into that. Uh, first, let's start with the Vikings because that was just a historic bad loss. I, I know Andy Dalton's a starting quarterback, but you don't lose that game, especially when you're trying to – you're on the right path. You're making a late push for the playoffs in a very watered-down NFC North now. Uh, and you just do that. I mean, that is terrible. That could probably leave you out of the playoffs. Um, so the floor is yours. Ty, I texted you last night. You said you have to digest this loss. Uh, how did you digest it? I mean, it's it's definitely a tough game to swallow, that's for sure. Um, start off with Vikings first drive. Kirk Cousins obviously gets sacked, and they say that they call him down, but clearly the ball was ripped out of him. So they overturn it, then Zeke goes – uh, out wide, and then they just throw a screen pass to him and he gets in easily. Um, then Minnesota responds with a touchdown of their own. Dalvin Cook, I mean, he's just having a phenomenal year. Yeah. Uh, but long story short, the Vikings offense in the second half definitely clicked. They were on all cylinders in the second half besides the last drive. And I think what happened is um, they got – they just got frozen after – Thielen appeared to be um, interfered with or held. Just, I mean, it, it was one of the two. Then everyone was just with their heads down. And then the fourth down play, I don't know why they only sent two guys out. It looked like Dallas was going to dial up a blitz. Then they didn't. And then there just wasn't enough guys out there for options for Kirk. But um, before we go any further, I do want to say Kirk Cousins put a hell of a game. I was just um, going to say the stats are crazy. He threw over 300, three touchdowns, no picks. Was this just on the defense? 100% on the defense. The defense couldn't get – any stops and I mean I tell us to my brother I tell us to cruising when we're sitting and watch I mean the Vikes are so much better when they dial up a little bit of a blitz I mean these guys are young corners they're gonna sit back and defend for seven seconds and have to guard yeah they'll be able to guard for four seconds but then there's three seconds there that someone's gonna get open and we they, they weren't uh generating enough pressure on Dalton so Dalton was just able to get comfortable sit in the pocket and just pick apart the defense like on that fourth and six play with about two and a half left or a little less than that when they threw the out route to Cooper. Yeah. Good coverage there by Boyd. However, Cooper broke and it was a good thrown ball. Mm -hmm. Um, It would have been nicer to see a little bit more pressure there. And then obviously Boyd dropped the interception in the end zone, which um, shouldn't have happened, but no, the bikes played well offensively. This one, a hundred percent last on the defense. And you can't uh, turn yeah. the ball over right before half, too. That was also big with Dalvin Cooks. And I'm still not sold that that was a that, – there's no way that was a catch. Dalvin Cook never made a football move. 
he, he just got absolutely popped across the middle, but never made a football move. And then, yeah, they st- stick with it. And then luckily Vikes were able to hold him to only three before half, but you can't be going down. This is two weeks in a row now because they yeah. did the same thing against the bears, turn it over in the last two minutes and then give up points on the other side. So Kirk Cousins, for what it's worth, um, my goodness, the completion percentage well over 70% the last four games. Um, and he's thrown just one pick during that time and nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns, one pick. They're three and one over that span. So he, he's been playing well. Uh, Sebastian Urban with us. Did you catch this game? The Cowboys, obviously, your NFC East rival. Was this just a fluke, or are they the gnat that can kind of pick off some playoff-hungry teams? And then what do you make of just uh, what looked like a really competitive NFC North starting to get a little water down towards the bottom? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, Ty, I, I completely agree with you that uh, Dalvin Cook fumble. I, I don't think that that was a catch. And I think that was a huge, uh, you know, little momentum swing there. The Vikings definitely looked like they were going to score there at the end of the half. Um, but no, uh, Dallas just looked more competent on offense with Andy Dalton out there. I mean, they, you know, they were playing those practice straight, practice uh, squad guys uh, at QD and, and they, they actually looked look competent I mean Zeke got his first uh 100 yard game of the season um and they they definitely you know could make some noise in the NFC least um (laughs) with how bad uh the rest of the division is well that's what I was gonna say you guys ready for the Thanksgiving showdown this is for the uh division right here it's the football team and the Cowboys as we're stuffing our face with turkey uh Jesus Christ can't wait for that one um, you guys pumped for Thanksgiving football? Is that going to be uh, – we got three games. I think the Ravens-Steelers is going to be the, you know, the game of the night. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, I wish the games were a little bit better. I think I'm more interested for the Kansas versus Gonzaga basketball game at noon. That Yeah. Um, however, yeah, I mean, the te- Texans are starting to play decently well. The Lions, I'm surprised that I haven't got an ESPN notification yet that Patricia's canned. Um, but no, that game doesn't have much. Uh, that game isn't very interesting. Now, yeah, you can say the Dallas Washington football team, they're playing for a playoff spot. Yeah, but no, right. definitely the highlight of the game is the night one. There's always fun stuff that goes on between those Pittsburgh Baltimore rival games. Ravens going the wrong way. Uh, that's going to be interesting. They basically need that one. Steelers obviously undefeated. Okay. Uh, speaking of ESPN notifications, we're waiting to get. Why isn't Carson Wentz benched? Uh, Sebastian, the floor is yours. Uh, just another egg. You lost to the Giants. I mean, tough couple back-to-back road games, but Giants, Browns, and it's just you know, it's interceptions. What is the is twelve touchdowns and twelve picks? Right? That's ridiculous. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, especially as, you know, what is he, like a fifth, sixth-year quarterback now? He's making mistakes that, you know, I see rookie quarterbacks making. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if, if y'all caught any of the Eagles-Cleveland game, but that pick six was just such a terrible decision by Carson Wentz. I mean, he had Rager open for a first down. He hesitated. The pressure got there. And he panicked and threw an absolute duck to Miles Sanders. That was just, you know, a walking pick six. I put this loss squarely on him. The defense played surprisingly well. Um, and, you know, he just made too many mistakes and it cost us another game. Yeah, sorry. I gave him too much credit. 14 touchdowns, 14 picks. Uh, my God. This is obviously his worst bubble. year. Um, 58% completion percentage, uh, lowest, I mean, he's thrown the lowest average yards per attempt. So he's lost six fumbles. Like he's lost 37 fumbles in his career. 
Um, again, it was the near MVP year where he got injured in that game against the Rams. And then, of course, he went on to win the Super Bowl with Foles. Um, why? Why is Peterson – he's already come out and said when to start him. Why won't he make the, the change to Hurts, who, again, it's small sample size. They just kind of throw him out there. He's perfect two for two. <laughs> you know, like, why don't we give Hurts a chance here to give us something to watch? Yeah, after the game, Peterson immediately came out and said, if we put Hertz in, that's basically throwing a towel on the season. And I just don't agree with that at all. I mean, what's been frustrating for me and probably a lot of Eagles fans watching these games is that, you know, we're seeing all these young quarterbacks around the NFL and, you know, in Cincinnati, in Miami, um, in LA, really come in and, you know, give like a jolt to their teams and like a spark to the offenses. um, And, so, you know, why, why not Hurts? You know, why not try something new, um, especially when with all the turnovers? And right now, Carson is the lowest rated and least accurate quarterback among all starters. I just don't see how possibly even entertaining the idea of a change is throwing in the towel on the season. Right, you're punting the season by leaving them out there. Um, <laughs> 14 picks, worst in the NFL by three. Uh, second, this is shocking. How about your guy, Kirk Cousins, with 11? So, I mean, what's yeah. going on there? I, it was a lot of early season picks, Ty, wasn't it? That, that's true. And, I mean, yeah, obviously there's picks. I think there's been about three or four of them that went through right through the Vikes' hands and goes right to uh, the defender, uh, especially the one on Monday night where it was in Thielen's hands and then Thielen's like, oh, I'm going to just hand it to the Bears guy. I don't remember who picked it up. <laughs> yeah, but, right. I mean, a, a few of those, but, yeah, no. Um, 11 takeaways, that's not good. I'm uh I'm waving the white flag on my Matt Ryan for MVP take. Um, yeah, that's we just got to get to that to wrap up the misery. Corbett's corner here, my Falcons. I had them winning this game. Taysom Hill. I bet two different people that Taysom Hill wasn't going to get a single touchdown. He had two. Uh, so yeah, that just was salt in the wound of my already terrible day. I was making side bets and losing them as well. Um, but Matt Ryan just did not look good. That was a perfect opportunity to kind of – you controlled your own destiny in a sense where you had four games remaining against the Saints, Bucks, uh, two and two apiece. You lay an egg. I mean, you, you only had nine points. Uh, that, was, that was set up for Matt Ryan to do something, and they could have gone on a three-game win streak, maybe made some noise. Now they've got the Raiders, Saints, Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs, Bucks yikes um you know like honestly the season's over I'm looking at draft position now but it's really tough because uh and you know I guess I kind of want to wrap this up with getting your guys' take on your respective fandoms I've been a Falcons fan for what the last 13 years solely because of Matt Ryan and I'm seeing the writing on the wall where I think we're gonna have a Philip Rivers scenario where his contract's gonna go uh, get let you know he's gonna walk away. Thank you, Matt Ryan, everything, and then maybe he'll get a chance. Because I've been doubting Philip Rivers all year. It is shocking what he's doing with the Colts. So I'm kind of holding out hope that Matt Ryan maybe gets a chance like that in a couple of years. But you know, I I'm rooting for Matt Ryan and the franchise. So I'm kind of coming to a fork in the road where I'm gonna have to pick and choose. Ty, you're born and raised a Vikings fan, so that's easy for you. But Bass, how did you get into? Uh, were you always an Eagles fan, or did you kind of latch on? No, I was always an Eagles fan. Uh, kind of kind of funny story when I started watching football. Um, you know, I was really young, and I just thought their uniforms looked real cool. Uh, they came out, they played a game in those black unis, and I was like, for, from then on, I just really started liking them. And I started watching in the McNabb days, 
So I've, I've been a fan forever. I was going to say, yeah, McNabb, T.O., back when they were in a Super Bowl, uh, very popular popular time to get that. Uh, Ty, you, you've always bled purple, right? I was a blood <clears throat> purple. My family said season tickets since I was three. Um, never, never will go away from them. Were they they're going to get a Super Bowl. Sorry. Were they there last night or? No, no, no uh, fans. No uh, fans. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they missed a performance. Yeah, that, that's a thing. I mean, it, it's so loud in that stadium. We would have won, especially a bunch of those fourth down stands. It, it, it's just an unbelievable stadium. It is. It is really. I I've maintained that uh, U.S. Bank Stadium is one of my favorites to be to uh, go to, and the third down, uh, you know, skull and just the the Viking horn. That's terrifying. Uh, Andy Dalton would have crapped his pants. <laughs> Um, all right. So I think enough misery for us, I guess. Well, looking forward, Bass, you're kind of in purgatory because you're just hoping Wentz will do something. I'm lost on the season. Um, Ty, you're looking ahead to the Vikings. I think that's the finishing right hook that knocks them out. But uh, what, they got the Panthers coming up. Are you in any way hopeful or are you kind of starting to see the writing on the wall as well? So here's the thing. Before that game, I thought they would have to go 10-6, and 9-7 right. and seven at worst, potentially to squeak into that seven spot for 9-7. and seven. Uh, It's going to be uh, – I think 10-6 and six will probably have to be it. So they'll have to win out. However, they do have two tough games against the Saints and the Bucks. So yeah. uh, I was tracking those two up to maybe be 9-7. and seven. However, um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously the Packers losing at Indy is big and then the nfc west is going to start beating up on each other so it's yeah. going to it's going to be able to get a little closer there um that definitely doesn't help that should have been one that the vikes had but yeah they got the panthers and then the jags hopefully they can get to six and six and then that's when they go to tampa right yeah you're hoping for a tough loss to dallas but there still is a little blink of hope i mean bass you're looking at carson wentz but you're also looking at a totally terrible division you might sneak in and get a home playoff game right yeah, it could happen. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we, we got the Seahawks on Monday night, the upcoming right now. So are already chalking that up as an L. Uh, but, I mean, you know, anything can happen in this division. It literally every, every, all teams are still in play. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at this right now. Yeah, so right now the Bears are a game back on the outside looking in. The NFC is just absolutely stacked. There will not be a bad team that gets in, uh, except for <laughs> technically right now the Eagles who are in fourth place, that tie. <laughs> um, how about the Falcons being the worst team in the NFC? I mean, J Jesus Christ. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, Dylan, what, what's going on with Julio? Uh, I mean, he's still – he's always banged up. Um you know, it's been tough. Ridley's been banged up. I, I think, again, it was just a terrible offensive day for just kind of Matt Ryan. He couldn't find anyone. I mean, he always throws an interception by trying a Hail Mary at the end of the <laughs> end of the half. So, I mean, it's always skewed that way. But, yeah, looking at the stats here, I mean, Ridley's kind of blossoming into his own. And it's not like Julio's having a bad year. He's just having one of those years where the touchdowns aren't racking up. Remember, he had, like, that incredible stretch where he didn't find the end zone. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, he. I think Julio's still one of the best receivers ever. But uh, again, it's a it's it's about more than having Dirk Cutter as our fucking offensive coordinator. I mean, God, I wish we had like some actual like competence uh, in that regard. All right, uh, that's a good way to stop it here on Corbett's Corner. Appreciate Sebastian Urban dropping by, talking some Eagles. Uh, Ty, after digesting the Vikings' loss last night, is come in with the fire. Uh, I'm Dylan Corbett. Uh, hit subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcast. We've got a new episode of Winging It coming out tomorrow. Corbett's is out with Seabass and Ty as well. 
Uh, really exciting. We've got a full college uh, basketball preview that will be dropping on Wednesday. Uh, so me and Matt Cruz will be linking up for that. Other voices welcome as well. We'll plan that. Uh, and I've got a really fun game called Rate the Take I have created. I've got some sound bites for it. We're going to be debuting that either this week or the next, probably next week, but it's funny as hell. All right, that'll do it. Uh, we appreciate it. Hit subscribe.